Hawks Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Fan TV Podcast. I'm your host, Mac, and as you can see, I'm running this week's episode solo. Um, our co-host, AJ, is actually out getting his wisdom teeth taken out, so he'll be out for the next week or two. Uh, definitely sending well wishes to AJ and a speedy recovery as well. Hopefully he doesn't get too loopy on those meds they give him. Um, as I mentioned, though, he'll be back in a couple weeks, and when he does come back, we're going to do our season recap episode. I'm actually really excited about that one myself. Uh, it's, you know, we're going to go over our favorite moments, plays, players, and and whatnot of the season storylines, and also our least favorite moments and players and storylines of the season. So I'm I'm excited about that one. It'll be a good time. So definitely be on the lookout for that one, guys. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, first, I'm going to recap game fives and game five and six against the Celtics. Uh, I know game five is a little bit ago, but this is the first episode that we've recorded since then. Um, you know, game five was a doozy, man. It was uh it was a fun game for us Hawks fans. Uh, you know, we started out hot, hit six threes in the first quarter, kind of, you know, cooled down a little bit in the second and third with the Celtics kind of just showing how, you know, good of a team they are. You know, I think that they proved that, hey, you know, they were in the finals last year and could very well win it all this year. So I think I think at moments in this series that was very, very evident. Um, but you know. We, we, we were fighting with them the entire time. They never got up by too much. The most they ever got up by was by 13 in the fourth, um, which, you know, is not great. But, hey, you know, it was obviously manageable for us. You know, we were able to come back. Um, you know, I think it was clear that, you know, the Hawks didn't want their season to end. You know, we had we had huge games, obviously had a huge game out of Trey, 38 and 13. I'll kind of get into that a little bit later in the episode, kind of like what that meant for Hawks fans and really what it meant for me personally. Um, but uh, you know, Trey had a huge game. John Collins had a big game with 22 points on 50% shooting. Bogey had 18 points. I think De- DeAndre had another 13, which is pretty good for DeAndre at this point. Um, so, you know, it's uh, kind of crazy that obviously when, you know, everybody is contributing and everybody is scoring, uh, we actually win the game. So, um, you know, it was it was a back and forth game. It, it was it was a battle. I think game six was a little bit more of a battle. Again, I'll, I'll get in that a little bit later. Um, but, you know, needless to say, it was certainly a battle in game five. And um, obviously very proud of the Hawks to pull that one off. And as I mentioned, it kind of, you know, rejuvenated. I won't say rejuvenated, but it just, you know, reminded me of why I love this darn team so much. So um, it was it was definitely a really fun game. Uh, I will say I do think there's two things from game five that I think are pretty glaring and really stick out to me um, that, you know, one of them is is really awesome and one of them isn't isn't as awesome. So I'll go over that one first. Uh, and, you know, as as crappy as it is to say at this point, um, and, you know, I, I got some stats to back this up, and I'll, I'll say them in just a second, I think it's becoming kind of obvious that at least offensively um, that the Hawks may be better when Trey or DeJounte aren't on the floor. Um, you go back and look at all, you know, DeJounte's biggest games, Trey's biggest games of the season, it's when the other one is out. Um, so, you know, obviously DeJounte didn't play game five with him pushing the ref. Uh, and because of that, I, I thought we were going to lose. But, of course, Trey went off. And, you know, it kind of reminded me a, a little bit of a reminiscent of his, you know, rookie year and, and first couple of years in the season, first couple of seasons in the league where he would, you know, have to do so much on his end. But, you know, hey, the Hawks still won. Um, and, you know, this isn't to say that I don't think Trey and DeJounte can play together. I, I honestly am ar- – I would argue against that. I, I don't I don't think there's, you know – anything wrong with it but you know there's a there's a famous saying these days especially amongst my generation and and you know professional athletes right now and that's men lie women lie but numbers don't lie and the numbers right here are that in 352 regular season minutes when the the two are both on the court under coach snyder so remember this is 
you know, just I, I believe it's 28 games that Coach Snyder has coached in the regular season. So, you know, 352 minutes, they're sharing the court. Atlanta has had a negative 7.6 net efficiency, uh, including an, a 111.7 offensive rating, which would put them for fifth worst in the league. So it's just, it's, it's again, it's when the numbers are that glaring and that, that, uh, that lopsided. And when it does seem that whenever Trey is out or DeJounte is out, that the other one just goes off for, you know, 40 plus points almost. And, you know, dang near 15 assists. It's like, you know, that's why both of these guys were in the all-star game last season, you know, when DeJounte was in San Antonio. Um, but it's it's something that it's a little unfortunate because there were plenty of people that when the move was made this offseason, you know, it's something that gets said a lot when two dudes like that get on the same basketball team is that there's only one ball. What are, what you know, what are they going to do? Um, and you know, I don't know if they completely, you know, prove those doubters wrong. So I do think that's something that I'm hoping is addressed in the offseason and they can, um, you know, kind of get under control under Quinn. I, I personally do think that will happen, but, you know, it's 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 definitely something that they need to put a little bit of focus on. Um, so, yeah, now that I got done with the bad news, I'll talk about the the glaring thing that was awesome from game five. And that is, you know, the the shot from Trey Young. And that shot is insane. Um, you know, it's like almost giving me chills talking about it now. I'm dang near positive. I woke up both my neighbors by <laughs> by yelling so loud when he hit it. Um, you know, he obviously hit the hit the shoulders. You know, I got my ice tray shirt on right now. Um, you know, that that shot, like, I know this is a huge hypothetical, but you know, if the Hawks were to go on and win game six and even pull off a, a win in game seven against the Celtics. I'm telling you that would go down as one of the most replayed and one of the more famous shots in playoff history. It it will most certainly not have that level of fame, but it was that big of a shot. It was that hard of a shot. I mean, you know, the whole night, well, not even the whole night, basically the whole series, you know, he would get Horford switched on him at the top of the key and, you know, that's easy money. He had Jalen Brown on him. I mean, I know – Jalen wasn't up in his face, but Jalen Brown's a great defender, and and Trey just yammed in his face. So it's uh, it it was it was a beautiful thing. It was something that you know I I think we as Hawks fans and we as sports fans, damn it, we 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 needed it. That was a beautiful moment. So thank you, Trey Young, and um, and yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, so now you know we'll, we'll get into Game Six, and I'll be honest, guys. I know I just said that I knew we were going to lose game five and we didn't. So I'm, I, you know, shouldn't sound super, uh, super believable here, but I, I, I knew we were going to lose game six as, as crappy as that is to say the, the Celtics were not going to allow us to push it to seven and them have their backs against the wall at home and have something like what happened in game five happen in game seven, where Trey young is just unstoppable offensively and they lose by, you know, one shot. They, they, they weren't going to let that happen. This is a team that, um, you know, I get all 30 teams are going for a championship each season. Well, realistically, there's only about four or five that are, you know, actually going for a championship. And the Celtics are one of them. Um, so I just I knew I knew, you know, it, it was going to happen. Um, I will say it was I, I, that's that's why you don't hear much sadness or anger behind my voice right now, because I was thoroughly impressed by the Hawks effort. It was a battle through and through. Um, you know, it was a close game the entire way. Uh, you know, it, it just kind of was what I thought would happen and and what 
you know, a lot of people thought were going to happen. This wasn't a very hot take by me, but, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were just going to be too much. And, you know, that ended up being true. And, uh, you know, it just, again, kind of like they did in game five, but they weren't able to cap it off and finish it. It was close the entire way. And then in the fourth quarter, they go on 11-0 run and go by like eight points, you know, and it was just at that point, how close of the game, how close of a game it had been, an eight-point lead just felt like insurmountable. And sure enough, it was, you know, um, like guys, there were 22 lead changes and 15 ties in this game. Like that's, that's insane. This game was constantly going back and forth. Um, so the effort level from the, from the gap, uh, from, from the guys was, was, you know, incredibly high and incredibly respectable. So it's, it's definitely not anything. I think any Hawks fan should hang their head low on, um, you know, Trey was in my mind, he seemed a little gassed, which is, you know, understandable that the dude had been going off this entire series, um, especially late in the games. But uh, I, with that being said, I'm, I'm honestly kind of bringing that because I do think that's something he will probably work on in the offseason. Um, you know, these guys are professional athletes. Their bodies are insane. But believe it or not, there probably are times in their career where they, you know, could take it to the next level with, you know, the the level of endurance that they have or the level of strength they have or whatever it may be. So, um, I, I, I do expect that to happen for Trey and I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what that guy does next season. Um, I'll, I, I'll, I'll get into my, my, my confessional love for Trey in just a second. Um, but you know, Trey's quote on Quinn after the game was something that I, I think I absolutely, you know, love to hear. And I, I don't think it was just coach talk, you know, which I mean, it's coming from a player. So I guess you could say player talk, but, uh, you know, he said that Quinn is the future, and I believe with him here, this city is going to win a championship. Um, and I, I I said that when we hired him. If you go back and listen to a, the podcast that week, I did say that. I was like, I do think this is a hire that could ultimately win the Hawks a championship. I don't know about plural. This could be a Nick Nurse situation. This could be, you know, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, well, for right now, Ty, Tyron Louie, it, it could be one of those, right? It could be an, a one-time thing, but you know what? I think any Hawks fan right now will take at least one championship. Um, so yeah, you know, it was, it was a hard fought game. I, you know, have a ton of respect. All the Hawks scores. I mean, all the Hawks starters scored in double figures. So again, you know, huge effort across the board from the team on that one, uh, 62 points out of Jalen Brown and Tatum. Like I said, though, so it's just proved that they were a little bit too much, you know? Um, but you know, it is what it is. I, you know, as as I've said a, a couple of times and alluded to it, the reason why I, me as a Hawks fan right now, I'm actually in pretty high spirits is uh, Trey Young did exactly what I felt like I needed out of him and, you know, out of even really the Hawks. And, and that was that he reminded me everything that I need to be reminded of and that he is, you know, he's got that dog in him, as they would say these days, you know, 38 and 13 in an elimination game on the road. Like, please go look that up through all of the NBA stats in history. And I'm telling you that stat line has happened 10 to 15 times. Like, that is insane to put up that stat line in that situation. And, you know, he's the most overrated player in the league. Like, oh, my gosh, exactly. He, you know, you guys, whatever. So it's, 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 it's insane. He went 30 and 10 in an off game in game six. Um, you know, and this is why, <clears throat> for me personally, the guy has slowly become – my favorite athlete out there right now and in all sports, not just basketball. Um, you know, he's a, he's a straight up assassin. Um, I felt like with that being said and why I said, I felt like I need to be reminded of there were times this season where I do feel like he kind of, and even last season as well, um, maybe uh, 
I don't want to say scared of the moment or intimidate or anything like that. Cause that's certainly not that in that guy's MO, but just, you know, maybe, maybe the moment was getting a little too big for him. I, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe he just could, you know, only pull the rabbit out of the hat, you know, once every couple of years or whatever it was. Um, but I, I think, like I said, me personally, I just got reminded of everything that I need to be reminded of. And that Trey Young is, he's going to lead this team to a championship guys. I, I, I said that, you know, I, I feel like I've been saying that since he got drafted. I've said that on this podcast a couple of times when when the season got bad and we were, you know, <laughs> doing the doing the mid off and we were, you know, losing a game, win a game, lose a game, win a game. I still would say that this team has the the potential still to win a championship. And Trey Young is why, um, you know, you, you look at what. Uh, you know, and this the the guy I'm about to mention. I, I understand some people get a little tired of of this comparison, but I think it, it's becoming a fair one, at least in their style of play, and at least what they the impact they can make on the court. And I mean, you look at Steph Curry; the guy is uh, playing LeBron tonight, and is going to you know go for his fifth ring this year, right? So there's just there's just no doubt in my mind that you know Trey could at least <laughs> do half of that. So you know. I, I, I got a lot of faith and I'll, I'll say this, you know, I don't think anybody in the Atlanta fan base, and I'm saying this because it did happen this year. I'm not going to call anybody out, but it certainly happened this year. I don't think anybody needs to give up on, on all, all ice trade just yet. Um, you know, I, I think, I think if you do that, you may just end up regretting it. So, um, so yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, but don't, don't give up on all ice trade. Um, yeah. So, uh, before we go to the last topic of the of the episode, just kind of the outlook for the offseason, uh, as always, want to uh, make sure you guys hear our message from our guys over at Firmament. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white-labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low-voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, guys. Uh, yeah, it's always great to hear our, hear our message from Firmament. And, um, you know, if that's something that your small business could use, or even if you could use it just to kind of speed up some some work at your at your home for for maybe maybe you're running a podcast, who knows? Definitely uh, check out Firmament. Uh, I think that could definitely help you guys out a lot. Um, so, yeah, so as I mentioned before the break, we'll just uh, kind of look at the outlook of the offseason. I kind of had a couple notes here, but I think I'll start with this because it, it, it was breaking news before uh, before I recorded. Uh, Mike Budenholzer from the Milwaukee Bucks has been fired. Um, I I don't, I don't want to laugh, you know, never want to laugh at a man losing his job. He's a millionaire, so I'm not going to get that upset for him. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if it was completely fair. I, I know – you know, you lose as a one seed uh, in the first round in the playoffs, and that's, you know, that's that's pretty heavy. Um, but to have a championship in your back pocket just from two years ago, I, I do think that was a little quick. Uh, so with that being said, I do think a team is going to get a pretty good head coach out of that. Emphasis on the head coach. Uh, I know um, I saw Alex actually tweeted out from the account that he'd make a great assistant on, on the Hawks, and I totally agree. I think that would be um, actually a very cool full circle moment especially if he was able to help Atlanta win their first championship. But because of his pedigree and because of uh, more than likely his ego as well, 
Um, I, I don't, I don't see him being an assistant coach next season. He'll, he'll get a head coaching job somewhere and, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to, uh, you know, wish, wish him well, I guess. Um, but yeah, now, now that that's out of the way, you know, I think really with this off season, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of roster adjustment that needs to be made. And if it is made, it's going to have to be via trades or cuts because I, I believe it's 14 dudes are, are wrapped up contractually right now. So there's, there's not, there's not going to be a lot of movement unless we do make a trade or something like that. So with that being said, um, I do think a trade will be made. Uh, you know, there's the obvious names of John Collins, DeAndre, uh, maybe Clint Capella. Um, but you know, at this point I I'm okay with whatever happens. Uh, I, for one, you know, will I've said on previous episodes, wish all these guys well, but I want to see a new roster next year. So I, I will definitely be okay with any, I won't say any move that is made, but almost any move to at least, you know, seemingly improve the team. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with it. So, and, you know, I think a lot of these moves should be made to improve the defense because, you know, Quinn was able to take uh, our offense that was already pretty good and make it even that much better. Uh, we were top five offense efficiency um, for, for the, since Quinn took over. Uh, but I believe we were 29th defensively. Uh, no, it's 29th in points, points, paint points allowed. Um, so that's just, our, our, our defense has been very, very uh, subpar. And uh, I will say even more than subpar, one of the worst in the league. So it's definitely something that, you know, if we want to be legitimate title contenders, it's it's no shock at all that the defense is going to have to get better. You go back and look at the last 10, 15 championships, and I think almost every, every single team except for one was a top 10, you know, defense efficiency rating. So um, there's there's just no no getting around it. You're going to have to be a little bit better defensively if you actually want to compete for a championship in this league. Um, you know, so I, I, I think, you know, it's defense in my mind, especially in basketball is it's, I feel like it's all, it's more often than not an effort thing. You know, these guys are all such great athletes and they all have such, um, you know, long limbs and everything that, you know, and are so fast and so athletic, like, like I was mentioning that, Again, I I find it hard to believe that some some of these guys, unless you're a Trey Young trying to cover, you know, uh, defend a guy that is three four inches taller than you and's got like 30, 40 pounds on you, like yeah, I I don't I don't think there is a real excuse of why you weren't able to actually play at least some good defense on them. We we've seen enough where these guys, as I was even talking about Trey Young and Jalen Brown, there's going to be dudes that hand in their face, body up in them. Doesn't matter, they're still going to make it. You know, it doesn't matter how good a defense you play, but you got you got to at least play it you know i mean i understand i i'm not you know trying to knock these guys effort too much but i i do think there's undoubtedly times where you know maybe maybe the motor could be running a little bit a little bit higher um you know we allowed the second most layup and dunk attempt since Snyder took over which uh i got to admit is probably one of my least favorite stats personally because i i love protecting the paint and i love dominating the paint on the offensive end that's uh you know always just been something that i've enjoyed it's it's a enjoyable form of basketball for myself and uh it's it's something i do want to see uh improved in the offseason I, I i'm sure a lot of us do and you know to, to again to kind of talk about some contracts bogey's contract uh will definitely put us uh in the luxury tax for the first time since wrestler took over in 2014 um so that that uh 
that that old that old handsome devil wrestler is finally going to have to pay that luxury tax. So, um, you know, it's it's something that I'm sure he's not thrilled about. But uh, I got to admit, at this point, I don't really care, man. You know, pay that luxury tax. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I I, I got to say, there's not too much to say because really, obviously, we're still going to be recording episodes in the off season. So I don't want to you know digest uh, dissect rather the off season a, a little bit too much on this first episode. But, you know, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at this that, you know, I, I, I should say and do expect for there to be a different roster next year with this Hawks team. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it's it's looking a, a little bleak. I, I can't lie. We we don't have too much control over it. Um, you know, we're going to have to make some deals with our teams. And obviously, with that being said, they're going to have to be uh, an agreeable uh, terms and an, an agreeable uh, attitude towards us so um but yeah do expect a different roster next year and um i i honestly you know we're gonna we're gonna have to give up a guy or two for it but i would say expect an additional star in Jalen brown i think Jalen brown is gonna come on home to atlanta and um it's gonna be it's gonna be fun guys uh but yeah guys we'll we'll, we'll wrap up the episode on that um as always thank you guys for listening for the support of hawks fan tv um Follow us on Twitter at HawksFanTV, Instagram at HawksFanTV as well. Check out our website at HawksFanTV.com. That's where you'll find all of our articles and some other cool content as well. Um, yeah, guys, you know, the obviously the news cycle slows down a little bit with the offseason. But as I mentioned before, we're going to be doing History of the Hawks. I, I think you guys will really enjoy that. It's going to be really cool. Um, and, you know, we'll still be having articles uh, over the summer about, you know, potential trade options and, you know, obviously when the draft rolls around and, and all that good stuff. So be on the lookout for – all of the uh, regular off-season content, guys, because we're going to be pumping it out and uh, and can't wait for you guys to check it out. So, um, as always, go Hawks and good night, everybody. <laughs>